Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Marroquin and Leo Cadia Chuafe. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Andre Elemont. I'm Leo Kadia Chwafe. And I'm Marielina Mariquin. And it's Black History Month! Aren't you excited? I am. It's all about me. Okay, it's not all about me, but... I can't believe you. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, first of all, before we talk about um, our topic, um, how are you doing? How's life treating you? Um, I'm good. I, uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um... There's just a lot going on in the world right now, like there has been for the last four years. Um, <laughs> yes, it's actually a lot. And so I'm just, uh, I'm in a place where I'm just like, all right, I'm ready for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, grad school is good. I'm right in the middle of it. I was talking to my professor and I'm like, the nuance is gone, but like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to be done. And I'm ready mm-hmm. to, to continue to learn. But I've got three more semesters to go. So you're Two done and three quarters next May. Mm-hmm. Wow. How, how are you going to celebrate? <laughs> or, can, or can you think that far? Because sometimes I can't think that far if I have a big I, task. Well, here's the deal. Like, yes, I'm going to celebrate and it's going to be epic. But I there's a couple of other things. Like, I would love to go on a cruise again because I love cruises. Like, I didn't, I didn't get to go on the last one. I'm so. becoming a cruise girl. I love that for me. Goes on a cruise once. <laughs> no, listen. I'm ready to go on cruises. Like, I... I daydream about different cruise prices. Like, I will check different cruises out of different ports. Okay, so are you, like, one of those people? Do you know how people, like, look on Zillow to look at houses that yeah. they can't afford? Are you, like, yes. the Zillow book? Oh, for person? sure. I, like, I'm, like, ooh, Royal Caribbean, four nights. Sometimes I'm, like, $350. Hmm. How much is a flight, though? Like, <laughs> for a weekend, all-inclusive, do something fun, drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want, and it's only $350. I think I'm gonna be sick on Monday. Like, <laughs> also because we live in like landlocked. If we yeah, if we like, didn't live in if we lived in like even Atlanta, oh for like, sure, or even New Jersey, like that has like those like 99 trips to Miami. I'd be I'd be on a cruise every other day. Yeah, like, zero zero lies. Honestly, I lie yeah. no I, no no cap as you all say <laughs> no cap. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I feel old. I'm too, I'm too eager about the you say. Period. I, I think that's my favorite one. Period. I think I said that in a meeting one day, actually, at work. I went, period. But, like, no one, like, uttered a word. Well, I'm sure someone was speaking it, but I was like, yeah, period. And I was like, well, it's so funny. Yesterday, we met someone who was pretty influential. We met the CEO of the Black Archives. Yeah. Sorry, the Black, uh, the Negro League Museum. Awesome guy. Awesome and guy. We're going to talk about him today a bit, too. Okay, cool. But I, like, said to him, I was like, yeah, you know, something lives rent-free in my head. And he just kind of laughs at me. And because he, you can tell that he knows what that means. But he wasn't expecting to hear it from my mouth. And I was just like, all right, cool. Cool. Yeah, this is what happened. <laughs> so he was cool. Yeah, he was a good guy. Great speaker. Sorry, I, I, was, just, I was like, yo, I'm like, does he about tickets to church? <laughs> 
I'm so glad you thought that. We'll, like, we'll talk about it. But I will say, literally, I was like, it was, was in like, the booth. I was like, I miss go to black church. Like, I really do. I, I've i only been to black church in Africa. Like, let me, it's long. It's, <laughs> so, like, I've only been to black church in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. And I, so I absolutely loved Rwanda. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I was just like. I'm not even Baptist, but I want to say amen. (laughs) So, you know, the great thing, actually, it was kind of interesting because we were talking to some mutual friends of ours um, about, like, because we were telling one of them, she's not religious. Right, right. But we're like, oh, we want to take you, like, black church. Shout out, shout out to our friend. You know who you are. You know who you are. But she's not, like, religious. But I was telling her that, like, yes, you're not religious, but, like, it really is such an experience. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, people who I, like, I talk to many people about, like, different churches. And honestly, there's a consistent theme of, like, black churches are, like, the most fun, the most interesting. Yeah. And it's just, even like, Catholic black churches. Even Catholic black. Actually, speaking of that, so. We should we should tell the, the podcast listeners um, what we're doing with our friends. That group of friends. The different experiences of different churches. Oh, yeah. Actually, okay, yes. Wait, I'll say my black church thought, and then I'll say yeah. the other thought. Um, my black church thought was, so I grew up on the south side of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and the church that we went to for many years for quite some time um, is on the west end of Atlanta. So if you know where that is, that's a very, that's a blackly black area. Um, she said blackly black. There's a blackly black area. But there is a Catholic church there uh, called St. Anthony of Padua's Catholic Church. Um, and it's a predominantly black church. And it's really cool because it's a Catholic church. So the liturgy is it's the same. Little, yeah. It's just, it really is like a black church. And my dad was in the choir of that church. So like every Sunday I'd be up in the choir with him. We had a great community there. And honestly, it was like Baptist church, but like the Eucharist. That was yeah. the only difference. Yeah. And honestly, that definitely was probably one of my favorite churches growing up. Just because like black church is great. It's a, like huge, like a good space. And I think like it really, it's just so interesting. It's so beautiful and it's so lively. Like it's very much like we are here to like praise and worship. And I love mm-hmm. praise and worship. That's the best way for me to like pray. Like mm-hmm. contemplative prayer is pretty hard for me to be honest. So like, Makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. So like anything there's like praise and worship, I'm there, but like black church do that so well. So I don't know. I miss that. So all to say about our speaker I was like, man, I'm this black church. But the other thought they were going to say about with our, our friends is we're doing a thing where about once a month, we like go to different like church spaces and then mm-hmm. afterwards have brunch. Um, so we did the first one at the community that we go to uh-huh. um, last month. And then next month, I guess actually this month, we're going to go to another one of uh, Episcopalian. Yeah, Episcopalian. Episcopalian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I, I think that's really cool because like, you know, contrary to popular belief, well, maybe not popularly, but some people be like mad. There are different religions in the world. <gasps> oh, also, and there's different ways to express Christianity. Mm-hmm. What? What? Ooh, Ebe is not just and, the Catholic Church. Well, it's like the thing is like there. Yeah, that's a whole nother. No, I know. I don't want our listeners. Well, they probably stopped listening by now to write us nasty emails about how we shouldn't be talking about that. And how other churches are really not the church of Christ. So um, I have opinions about that, but that's I, not, I do too. But that's not today's topic, though. So before I really get out my soapbox, um, today's topic, where we're going to talk about, of course, I mentioned it's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we 
of course, it's, I guess, Valentine's Month, too. We focus all our episode on, like, Valentine's Day, which was, like, great and nice. But I think this time we're, like, what do we want to talk about? And we're, like, we should talk about Black History Month because we haven't, like, talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And then as I was, like, researching topics, I was trying to find, like, okay, because Marlena is not Black, right? Yeah. But... <laughs> If Casey didn't know, <laughs> but I want to find like a topic within Black History Month we could both relate to and have something to say. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why don't we talk about the Black and African like diaspora? Uh-huh. And you've been on this whole like, so I was impressed. <laughs> so in my work, I like work within African diaspora communities. Like that's like a specific project that I am working on. And of course I'm part of the diaspora. So this is just like my bread and butter, but you have been like, uh, on a, what is the African diaspora in like Latin America, the Caribbean? Like, <laughs> and like, these are the thoughts that wake her up at night, which I find funny because I'm always up by night, but these thoughts, but here are you talking about well, it. I think I, I really want, so. Another thing that we do with a friends, a couple of friends of ours, is we get together for a monthly happy hour, and it's just mm-hmm. four close friends and mm-hmm. just kind of getting together, and we talk about very deep things. Like, wait, I just want to, I kind of want to say it. Sorry, one of them made the comment. We were talking about something. Oh yeah, so, someone was like, it was, and this is what Ron DeSantis would call like the woke conversation or God. something like that. God, okay. and Ron DeSantis heard our conversations. Damn. Also. I know we're going to talk about him a little bit, but if you are playing a drinking game, just just get your Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. That's three out of the way. Uh-huh. Ron DeSantis. Okay. So, uh, no, continue. Continue. No, well, so, like, I want to know what was your experience of hearing those words come out of my mouth? Because I was like, we're sitting down at a table with two white people, two, mm-hmm. like, very, like, I mean, white, but also very woke in their own. Very, their very, own, very socially aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. in their own perspectives. And, and I was like. So, changing topics, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I took a big, long pregnant pause, and I was like, something that I've been thinking about quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're listening to me, and they're like, is the African diaspora in the Caribbean? And, like, the table kind of goes silent, and I was <laughs> like, I didn't think that it was as weird as it came out. Well, I think it also came randomly. And I think well, I think there was no bridge to the conversation. No. So I think it was kind of like a... Oh. Was I two drinks in or three drinks? <laughs> I, I think that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't remember because at this point, I probably was like two or three drinks in. So I don't remember. And the drinks, oh, there's a heavy pour. They're so They're good. so good. They're so good. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but your question was my... Like, was how my was your experience like hearing that come out of my mouth? Because I like, I know how I felt when I said it. And I was like, Oh, and not everybody's thinking about this all the time. <laughs> well, I think for me, one thing is just like, it's something that's like, I talk about consistently, especially in my work. So it's not like, as weird as it was, because there's no bridge, it's not like weird in the sense of like, oh, but I think it's also like really beautiful because like the black diaspora is everywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, like, I mean, like really and like mostly non-voluntarily. Right. Like we laugh about like, Oh, she brought the African diaspora, the Caribbean, but like, it's like, no, but it's true. And like something that I've noticed in like Latin American and like Korean like spaces is like, and this is kind of within maybe our own, like maybe African and African American spaces, but something that I've noticed as kind of an outsider because I am, I'm, I'm not Hispanic, right? I'm not a Latina. Um, it's kind of like there is kind of this divide between like black Latinos and 
non-black Latinos, right? So maybe like the fair skin, curly hair, right? I see, I see notice that there's like a divide and like black Latinos being like, hey, like we are just as much as part of this space as you are and our opinions like matter and like learning about the Caribbean and like Latin America. Like mm-hmm. there is a lot of like, uh, segregation, not the word, but there, I mean, there is There's a colorism. Yeah, there's, there's colorism color. that exists. And I think mm-hmm. that this like idea that Afro Latina isn't real, Afro Latino isn't real, but like that's a real thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's this awareness. And I think we've talked about this is that I carry around with me the memory that somewhere, some, some, someplace a long time ago, someone was African mm-hmm. in my line. Mm-hmm. Look at my hair. Look at my nose. Look mm-hmm. at my hips. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and Actually, I'm looking at your nose. Look at my nose. I have an African ass nose. <laughs> so like, I got an African ass nose. <laughs> and like my hair with the, like 17 different textures in it mm-hmm. that I straighten every week because I want to erase that. Mm-hmm. And that's real, mm-hmm. you know, like, so being that I'm, you know, half Caribbean and then, and, and like for a long time, I thought the Caribbean was only Cuba and Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Right. Oh, yes, and it's like growing into this like Barbados and Jamaica and mm-hmm. parts of Venezuela, parts of South Central and South America. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Haiti's in the Dominican Republic. They're in the same, they're in the same land. They're South like, the same. Right. I'm just kidding. 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 I don't, I don't want no Haitian voodoo or some Santeria on my ass. <laughs> okay. But, but, like learning that that is real and like embracing that and like I don't know it's just it, it's something that it does keep me up at night because you know Caribbean culture is so African mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so African mm-hmm. and I'm learning that that's a part of my story even if colonization even if you know, um, racism wants to erase that. Mm-hmm. I carry that with me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm, I'm not, I can never say that I'm black. Mm-hmm. I could say that it's been tried to be taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe one day, hopefully one day I'll have children who will be mm-hmm. beautiful and black and I'll have to teach them how to navigate a world where that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it lives right for you in my head because I'm like, lives rent free. Lives rent. Excuse me. <laughs> you know what lives rent free in my yeah. head, <laughs> right? But no, I think that makes sense. So I think kind of going back to like the topic, I think part of the reason I want people to topic is I want it to apply to both of us, something that we both can say and like contribute to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also the other half about that too is that like black. History Month for many many years. Why is there White History Month? Just <laughs> some white person's like, but but um. But I think Black History Month is like the same narrative, right? And like when you like growing up, going to school, like really Black History Month really is like talked about as like like a slavery happened, right? And then we scoot on over to like civil rights, right? We have like Martin Luther King, right? And then like quote-unquote it ended and like we're all here but like there's so much more to black history than just Mm -hmm. those things also like 
there's just there's just so much more besides all it's those like things. It's like black people who did those three things. They right. were slaves, they weren't slaves, and then they fought for their freedom and we're good now. Right. Whereas there's like so many different things that happen in between, so many different people in different sectors, different ways of life that like have contributed to like black, especially American history. Um, and so, but something that I don't think people really talk about within black history um, is really like the diaspora like that comes mm-hmm. in, right? Like there's so many different peoples, one that have come to America who are part of the black diaspora that have made their way here. Also at the same time too, because we both have like an international like background, right? Like it's not, we don't want to just, I just didn't want to just talk about like America. I really want to talk about the black diaspora and like many places mm-hmm. like throughout the world. And that's just as important. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I, I have this as our topic today. And the title of this episode will be Welcome to the Cookout. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, for those who don't know what the cookout is, because someone out there doesn't know what the cookout what? is. Some, someone out there doesn't, which is a shame. Especially the cookout is just like, well, well black people have like their cookout, which is like, I want some jerk chicken. Right. It, like, it's like they're gathering. It is their gathering. They're outside. They're doing shit. It's like the, it's like the gathering. Salad. Right. Ooh, ooh. See, see, all these foods part of the cookout. I actually have this thing. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. You know what this reminds me of? Okay, side tangent. I'm not black, I promise. I just okay. like black palette. <laughs> I don't eat oxtail, but my boyfriend made me try it. Wait, do you like oxtail? Oxtail no. like that? Oh, okay, okay. I just, okay, that's okay. That's okay. It was a little too fatty for me, okay, and like that, I have a sensitive stomach. Okay, that makes sense. Have you tried pig's feet? No. Okay, try some pig's feet. I mean, the thing is, like, we cook that too. Uh huh. Because, like, you know, remember the thing I told you? We all cook the same food. food. Okay, so you, so you, so you have to eat pig's feet then? No. Oh, why? why what's what? Why you? Why you don't like pig's feet? Because I don't like feet. Okay, well, I like human feet. I don't like pig's feet. Damn. I don't like hooves. Pig's feet's kind of good though. I lie. get it. I get it. And I just have to get over it. Right. And that's okay. Baby steps. But with that being said, I do want to say, actually, I had a story with Mama my mom. Mama if you want to cook me pig feet, I'll eat it. Just for you. I, I think my mom doesn't make pig feet. We don't really eat pig feet. Mm. That's, that's not that. Pig Tangent. feet. Yeah. Tangent. Yeah. Right. All right. So anyway, back the to cookout. The cookout. The cookout. The cookout is essentially, it's just like really just like a gathering. I like black people call it the cookout. Like everyone like comes together. I do have this thing that I joke really I guess among my non-black friends particularly my white friends I have this thing where like I invite you to the cookout so once I officially invite you to the cookout that means that like oh like you're my like friend like I feel like you're down with it so there's this one friend in North Carolina he moved a couple months ago um I did one day officially I was like yo like you're you're my cookout he was so ecstatic (laughs) but every time I'd be mad at him I'd be like I'm taking away probably your invite from the cookout so that's all I have to say. But with that being said, okay. Let's jump into our topic. Let's jump into the topic. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about, like, what is Black History Month? Um, we all know what it is, but, like. Do we? Okay. See, uh, so, some people really don't. They don't. That's like, really like, we talk about Martin Luther King, and that's it. Right. Martin Luther King is great, but not everything. He's also his son. He was also very See, that's true. There are also controversial opinions about. I, that's a feminist can't. That's true. He he did he did say some stuff. So, and you know, we don't want to talk about that. And maybe. Listen, write it down. <laughs> write, write it down. The point is. I don't want to get hate mail, but. I'm not, I'm not a big Martin Luther King fan. I'm no. just not. And also, I think also the thing too about Martin Luther King has said and said some things in the past. Also, like, he's not the only one right. that did all these things. That a letter from a Birmingham jail, great piece of work. Right. Great piece of literature from a man that I kind of don't respect. Right. So, but, like, with, like, 
there's Martin Luther King, but there's so many people before him mm-hmm. and after, after him. And honestly, a lot of the stuff he did was also inspired by other black leaders mm-hmm. that came before him. He just ended up kind of being the forefront, but yeah. he wasn't like the author so of he's it. He's smart. He right. knows how to talk. He's a preacher. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't want I don't want to say that those are just the things. No, but but we have to have, and I think this is what we're trying to do with this conversation, is have a more realistic, holistic approach to these conversations. We idolize Martin Luther King. We idolize Rosa Parks. And they're people to be admired. And I'm grateful for, for them, for their sacrifice, for their example. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like your point, we whitewash. And I don't no, I don't mean it that way. No, I know what you mean, but it's true. It's true. Actually, the funny thing you say about that, so, um, and then we'll get into the topic Mar- Sorry. Mar- about Martin Luther King. No, but we, we do, like, whitewash him the way, right? Because Martha King, he's palatable. Right. He said all these things, right? But what we also forget is that he really said some harsh things about, like, 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 uh, like America and um, like, what's, what's the word I'm trying to use? What's the word I'm trying to use? Not colonization. Segregation? No, not seg- really not segregation. What am I trying to use? Oh my Capitalism? God. Capitalism? Yes, yes, yes. Well, he said, there's there's a lot of other works that he has, like Chris, like yeah. capitalism, stuff like that, which like, if the average American were to dive into all of that, they'll they be like, they'll shit. lose their shit. Like we forget though, that like Martin Luther King was on the FBI like, List. Yeah, he like also he didn't like women very much. Right, exactly. Especially not black women, because he thought that mm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox <laughs> right now. But all that to say, they were trying to say is that, like, one, he is controversial in a lot of ways. I think the other hand about that is that we have whitewashed him because he also said a lot of other critiques, a lot of other things that, like, if the average American were to read or hear, they'll be very upset. And we do forget that at one point in America, he was one of the most hated men in America. And now we're like, oh my gosh, everyone loved him. No, a lot of people hated him. Most, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. most, right, a lot of people hated him. So, so the history of Black History Month, yes. outside of Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay, so. Oh, Michael, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Why did we celebrate Black History Month and when did it start? Okay. So Black History Month began in 1915. So a long time ago, half a century after the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery in, in the United States. 13th Amendment. There are interesting things about the 13th Amendment. Yeah. We will not dive into it in this pure moment. 13th Amendment did abolish slavery. But yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Better yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for like yes and no. So take that with a grain of salt. But there was an amendment. I mean, and it was inspired. Black right. History Month was inspired. It's kind of like it. saying that I free everybody in I don't know. Just name a random country. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he did good. He could have done more, and we don't realize that he could have done more. Again, also, also whitewashing history. Whitewashing history. Is why we have Black History Month. Exactly. Look at us teaching the people. Yes. Okay, so. Um, so the Associate for the Study of Negro Life and History um, organized researching and promoting Black achievements by Black Americans and other peoples of African descent when they started Black History Month. Originally, it was supposed to be like a week. Well, it was originally like a week. Yeah. So it was a National Negro History Week, sorry, in 1926. Um, and they chose it to coincide on the second week of February to coincide with birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. And my daddy. My daddy's birthday is the same day as Abraham. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So they thought on my list. <laughs> she said, yeah, my, my dad is a bird of like black people. Okay. So maybe not as by him, but <laughs> I love this episode today. I'm sorry. We're okay. saucy today. We're saucy. Okay. Last thing. President Gerald Ford 
officially recognized Black History Month in 1976. So between 1915, 1976, it was a week every year, and then it kind of became a tradition that every month presidents were celebrated. But then officially in 1976, he was like, all right, he officially recognized it, made a thing. Um, and he called upon the public to seize the opportunity to honor the often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. Go ahead. I was just going to say, read it again. I think seize the opportunity to mm-hmm. honor the often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. And like, that was in 76. I mean, my mom was four. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't even a thought in our parents' eyes <laughs> did not did not even exist. And we're still talking about the fact that we have neglected to actually talk about Black history in a way that's palatable and actual, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we're in a space where there's actual laws. And this, this is what we bring up! What's, ding, 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 ding! Ron DeSantis! Ron meter. Yeah, talk about that. So mm-hmm. we have an issue where people, I'm realizing that people are very uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. and it's, it's unfortunately, um, it's people who don't realize that black and brown people um, have been made uncomfortable for generations. Mm-hmm. And so now that there's people like you and I, you know, these are, you know, generation a generation has passed since this has become a federal holiday. So we've been talking about this for 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. A full generation. So how almost hell, almost two generations have passed since this. Mm-hmm. Which keep in mind, which we all recognize, 1976 is not that long ago. No, it's less than 50 years ago. Less than so like so let's so like to put for people to like, yeah, from my head, like less than 50 years, right? Almost two generations, not even two full generations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. so we're in a space where people are afraid that you, people like you, like me are making waves that people are super uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. So people hear this, like this fear mongering and you hear, you know, CRT, CRT, yeah, CRT, critical race theory, and teaching that to children. And it's like, we know that children aren't learning critical race theory in elementary school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what they do need to learn is that there's more to Africans than being slaves. Mm -hmm. There's more to Africans than being, you know, sports people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. athletes, right? We're in a place where tomorrow, next week, we're going to have the first Football at Super Bowl with two black people. So the uh, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why is that about race? It's about race because people thought that black men couldn't be quarterbacks because they weren't smart enough to memorize the plays. Which- and so we need to understand that African history is American history. Yeah, exactly. And when you're in, so Florida is actively has laws and I read this law and I was about to flip out. Oh, so you read the details oh, of this. Girl, oh, girl. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I give you, I hear in our notes, I have the New York Times. We mm-hmm. could probably link it to the New York Times mm-hmm. ad. Mm-hmm. But like, 
It's stopping kids. And it bothers me more than it's in Florida because of the concentration of immigrants that are in Florida. Like, obviously, it's going to bother me anywhere. But the fact that kids don't have access to an education that is part of American history bothers me to my core. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that it's it is completely the the opposite of engaging in good education. Everyone's like, well, Florida's not, you know, the epitome of education. But what happens in Florida spreads throughout because of the Republican Party. And we know that, that happens. That's why people are banding books. And it's so important to have these conversations. And it's so important for us to actually know like what is actually happening. When people are banding books and um, stopping people from accessing American history. Right. It's just like really frustrating. I think as someone um, who is Black, um, it's frustrating because especially when you grow up, I think just in general, right? The American school system, some school systems, different states do it better, right? But like overall, could you just in general just a better job of talking mm-hmm. about Black history and not just like you said, MLK, Rosa Parks, which these people, as we mentioned, did their work, but there's more to it. And like, it really sucks that like, I will say, actually, I'll give a perfect example. Not as it relates to Black history, but I'll give a perfect example. My freshman year of college was I took this course freshman year. I forget the name of this course. I forget the name of this professor. He was really good. But like he was teaching us a lot of things that are not taught in American schools. And you were an adult. And I was an in, adult. In so college. It, so this is what I really learned, first learned like how we all know Hawaii is a state, but like the history mm-hmm. of how Hawaii was like taken away and like how colonized the and queen, the queen, like the last I, queen, how she went to Congress. I did not know shit about that until I was like 18. And I was like, what the fuck? And then learning more about like American, Native American, like reservation mm-hmm. areas, like, and the atrocities. Let me tell you, we bitch. We have to talk more about the, and this would be a place where I would really like to talk about mm-hmm. is the, the Puerto Rican diaspora mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And the amount of Puerto Ricans that went in the 50s to Hawaii. Yeah, we should talk about that. I've learned that literally I was 30. Oh, oh, so. How long have I been 34? Six months? Six months. Right, no, we laugh. But like, I say that example of freshman year to be like, many of these things, and even like for myself, different Black Americans and people that that are very significant to American culture. Why is it that we're learning these as an adult and not when we're like in school having this like edu- like learning about these people so the fact that like f- there's one thing to like okay we don't talk about it but there's another thing to like actively go against having people learn that at school and taking away that knowledge because we all know that knowledge is power mm-hmm. and if you take away that knowledge or take away that power and like there's a group of people that will not have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. If you take away that. And there's also another group of people that will have this whitewashed perspective of America and be like, oh, we are the greatest country in the world and we did all these things. Yeah. America has done some good stuff, but it also so, has done a lot of shit. Ron and like DeSantis mm-hmm. has literally said, like, studying African American studies will not contribute to a person's education. African American history is American mm-hmm. history. Like the two if you are in America and you have contributed to the society in some way, you are part of American history, right? So anyway, that's just like really frustrating. And first of all, I didn't like that man to begin with anyway, but even more, I'm just I, like, yeah. I totally get that. 
Um, yeah. Give me one second here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. What I want to talk about this next part is we kind of ran a lot about American history and Ron DeSantis. Um, who are the African diaspora? See, this part is interesting to me because I didn't realize as someone who's part of the African diaspora, this is knowledge that I know. I didn't realize that people didn't know, I think the term of diaspora meant and what African diaspora meant. I one day was like talking to someone and they're like, what is the African diaspora? I'm sorry. I was trying to keep a cool, calm, calm collected was face. This person? This person was, of course, this person was white. Oh, okay. <laughs> this person was white. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Right. So I sometimes have to forget that people don't know all the stuff that I know and same for me. Fair, fair. fair. But I think, I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know. It's just, once again, we're not educating ourselves enough on a lot of things, right? And I can say the same for me. But anyway, I'm going to define what diaspora means and what African diaspora means. So diaspora, um, I think this definition came from... I think DePaul University in Chicago. Um, diaspora is a dispersion of a people, language, or culture that was formally concentrated in one place to scatter, to displace, to live in separated communities. So that's diaspora. So essentially, a group of people from one place, voluntary and also involuntarily as well, have migrated to different parts around the world. Um, so voluntary or involuntary. Um, African diaspora. The African diaspora is the voluntary and involuntary movement of Africans and their descendants to various parts of the world during the modern and pre-modern periods. Mm-hmm. I think this came from DePaul University as well. So essentially, if you combine the two African diaspora, Black Black and African diaspora, um, essentially people who are from the continent of Africa, whose answers go back there, have just like scattered around the world. Some voluntarily. So like my parents came voluntarily. No one like, they weren't refugees. They're just immigrants. My my dad got a scholarship. So that's why he came here. Then he brought his wife, aka my mom. Smart man. Very smart man. Um, Right. But then you also have like involuntary, right? So you have like refugees, right? Slavery. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the big one, right? Probably the big, Star, not the star of it, I digress, but like a big part of that, right? Um, so that's essentially like what the African diaspora is. What are your thoughts? I feel like you have thoughts. I have emotions. You have emo- you do it. have emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tearing up, you guys can't see, but mm-hmm. um I guess my my biggest emotion is this loss, this great loss mm-hmm. at the fact that colonization, racism, colorism has tried to erase something so beautiful mm-hmm. and no matter how much you try to erase it mm-hmm. like in a small way and i and, and i'm so hesitant to say this because i for a long time rejected this not actively but because of culturally and like because of my desire for proximity to whiteness mm-hmm. i I, from this definition, Mm -hmm. am part of the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, so (sighs) I'm grappling with that in a way that I don't know that I can articulate just yet. And like, granted, I read the notes, but like until we were talking about it, I was like, oh, like that is me, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's 
And I feel it when I'm dancing bomba. Mm-hmm. I feel it when I'm listening to music. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my ancestors are calling me to dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that's a real thing, mm-hmm. right? And like, as someone who has this deep connection to her roots and this deep connection to mother earth, mm-hmm. like even as Catholic as I am, like I'm still a little woo woo. And like, but yeah, that's a cool girl. But like, that is real. And that is something that like, I couldn't explain until I started embracing this, um, mm. this loss of culture. And I think that that's where the emotion comes from. Mm-hmm. It's from this actual, this, this, um, this grief mm-hmm. for something that has been taken away mm-hmm. because of the way that colorism and racism worked mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. and are working. Right. I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still going on. So, so yeah. So like, when I hear that definition, you know, words are important to me. Mm-hmm. Like African descendant, Africans and their descendants mm-hmm. to various parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And that, you know, there's people in Mexico, communities of black people in Mexico, communities of black people in Latin America mm-hmm. that have been oppressed that mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. ridiculed, that have been forgotten. Mm-hmm. And they are human. They are part of this, this thing that has been lost. I don't know. Like that loss is real for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's deep. Actually, I'm going to say this thought and then I'm going to continue on. This really reminds me, you mentioned something of um, like the history, like the the story, the story. You didn't say the word story, but the story being taken away, mm. being whitewashed, being like colonized, taken away. Um, and this kind of reminds me something that a lot of African parents and grandparents do when they have children who weren't born on the continent and like live somewhere else. Um, I think we do like a really good job and. It was kind of annoying growing up, but now I'm like, actually, they're onto something. It's always be like, like, remember who you are. Remember where you come from. Like, my mom would always be like, mom would always be like, I'm not one of your friends. Like, I'm the African mother. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're being annoying. I'm not one of your little friends. <laughs> I love saying that. And I think that is my black great-great-grandma who's like, mm, I'm not one of your little friends. Well, my, my mom would be like, I'm not your friend. What the hell? You got mm. fucked up. But, um, <laughs> I can't wait till you come up. I just, mm. I just, <laughs> your kids, I'm sorry, I'm dead. Um, but something that, like, African parents do a lot is they really ingrain their children. They're like, this is who you, like, you will go and do all these things. You will live here. This will happen. But remember who you are. And I remember my aunt, uh, she it was a couple years ago. She like came to visit. She came to Georgia to like visit me, and my like my family, um, and she brought like a a bracelet that has like the Cameroonian colors and like that shell mm-hmm. like on it. And she got it for me, Justine, and John. And she was very much like, she's like you, she's like yes, you know, you're born here and this and that. But like, remember where you are. Like this, is where your family's from. This and that. And I and then I was kind of like, oh okay. And then for a long time, I will wear it. But then what was funny? A year later. I was living in France at the time and went to go visit my cousins in Germany. These cousins are like me and my siblings. Like both their parents are Cameroonian, but they're born and raised in the West. And one day I was at the dinner table of them and the younger one goes, 
hey, like you have my bracelet. And I go, and I was like, I was like, no, Max, like I brought this with me. And then their their mom goes, oh, like, like our aunt, she like brought one for them too. And it was really like this thing of just like, what I would say this, I feel really fortunate that I never had to experience this part of my story being taken away from mm. me. And I'm saying this from a place of privilege because I know a lot of Black Americans are very much like, I really want to know my roots or like where I come from. The like, motherland. The motherland. That was like a very big movement in the 60s and 70s. Yes. Like, to go back to the motherland. And I think that um, Barack Obama talks about that in Dreams of Our Father, mm-hmm. Dreams of My Father. Mm-hmm. And um, Michelle Obama also talks about it, about her experience mm-hmm. visiting Ken- uh He's from Kenya, right? Yeah, Kenya. Yeah, visiting Kenya. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, it's real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I I very much have this connection to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. But we forget that in Puerto Rico, we are just a mix mm-hmm. of everything. Right. Everyone, everyone. Uh-huh. And it's like, it, yeah. You know, and I look at my fa- my grandfather who... God, I am so glad he doesn't listen to this podcast, but he st- stands at six feet two. Oh, he's you know, tall, my grandpa is tall. <laughs> he is fine and dark <laughs> and curly hair. Uh-huh. He is dark. Like, really? He, oh, yeah. I never met the he's grandpa. Not, so he's this, not like dark, dark. But I mean, he'd be, but he's dark. But he'd be, mm-hmm. he'd be, he'd be yeah, that, that's like, not really been him. Yeah, uh-huh. And so, like, I look at him and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, he's tall, dark, and handsome, you know? And so, mm-hmm. just. Seeing that and just, you know, knowing that his grandfather, Don Berio, had like these big working man hands and knowing mm-hmm. like we are just a mix of of our circumstances, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And although to me, t- I want someone to tell me that I'm not Puerto Rican. Oh. <laughs> I really do. I want to. Mm. <laughs> So I get we, that. We should, we should really take this DNA test. Oh yeah, we had this conversation. We had this conversation, mm-hmm. but like, and I and I am. I'm a mm-hmm. hundred. Even though I'm not a hundred percent Puerto Rican, I'm a hundred percent Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. So I understand that same that same, but also realizing that part of being Puerto Rican also means that that story was taken away from me. Right. Mm-hmm. The story of the Taino was taken away from me, mm-hmm. and it was it was. Um, kind of like replaced or not replaced it was um kind of tamed down to replace it with this idea Mm -hmm. of my spaniard roots Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. who gives a fuck spaniards aren't that cool Mm -hmm. they you know they cheat on their wives no sorry they're not all that (laughs) sorry i had to put it in listen this mm. I'm dead. I'm dead. Um, you care. We love you. Listen, this <laughs> is my listen. Anyway, I'm done. So, but no, yeah. So, I guess what before you say, I like realized. I don't think I really realized. I think growing up, I heard it a lot, but I think now I really fully realize that it's a privilege to like know like where I come from and everything. I mean, no, I my I used to have a one day when I was little, I was like, Mom, I wanna. I said I wanna take a like a test to like know my family history, and she was like. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, I'll call some grandma in the village. She'll tell you everything you need to know. Like, I'm really privileged. Like, I don't have to do all that searching. Like, I just go on a plane and that's it. Yeah. But a lot of people do. So, all right. Okay. Um, where? Yeah. So we're probably gonna take a little bit of a 
pause here. Yeah, I'll, it's a two-parter because uh-huh. we've been going a little bit longer than we usually do. <laughs> we try to keep these at 45 minutes for you guys. This is going to be a longer so, episode. I'm not really excited. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a two-parter. We're going to continue recording. So mm-hmm. it will be like no time for us, but mm-hmm. it'll be a week for you guys. Um, so yeah, come back next week, which we've never, we rarely do this. We rarely do this, but I think it's, I think it's important. It's important. It's important. And we don't want to make it too long. We yeah, want to make it like digestible. Palatable. Palatable. This means that the next one will have less banter because we'll be a little, we'll take a little break. Maybe make some coffee. Is there any coffee in this house? No. no tea. All right. I'll make some tea. tea. Um, and get back to it. Um, until next time, stay hydrated, take your vitamins and be kind. And remember to always come as you are. Bye for now. Bye.